Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, you want to start here, David? Yeah. Uh, blockbuster. This is I so do. stupid. <laughs> this is so stupid. I'm sorry. This is the funniest political story I think we've come across in quite some time. This idea that on, <laughs> on January 6th, Donald Trump is yelling at the Secret Service agent, and they're saying, we got to go to the Capitol. <laughs> and he reaches through the partition in the SUV, in the presidential SUV, and he grabs the wheel and says, get in, loser. We're doing an insurrection today. <laughs> and then he tries to choke out somebody because <laughs> he's it, enraged. <laughs> it sounds like you're not believing this. But no, I, I saw no. the open of the Today Show oh my today, oh. and it, it is serious business. Here. Good morning, blockbuster witness. So help you, God. A former White House insider under oath and on the record with a devastating account of President Trump's words and actions on January 6th. Devastating. Devastating. What do you not get about that? Okay. I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing bags away. Let my people in. They can march the Capitol from here. Just ahead, her explosive allegations, including a claim the president lunged at the throat of his own security agent. <laughs> Lunged at the throat of his own. <laughs> are, you, are you saying it didn't happen? I, I'm saying there's. I'm sorry, I just choked on some spit. No, it didn't happen. Grand Trump Auto did not happen. Okay, <laughs> that's not. He's he's not grabbing the. Now, what, is it possible he was yelling at a Secret Service agent? Sure, that's possible. But this this dramatic telling of. He's diving over and grabbing the wheel and saying, we're going to overthrow the government. <laughs> this is what they're actually asking you to believe right now. Carrie Underwood is recording Trump take the wheel now. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actually asking you to believe right now in this stupid January 6th committee that Donald Trump and his allies mm -hmm. carefully planned out a, a coup to overthrow the United States government. And it was foiled because Trump couldn't get a ride to the Capitol. Correct. Now, I, I'm no fancy coup expert, but that's <laughs> literally not how any coup has ever worked <laughs> in human history. The other part, and this just might be a slight sort of point, I guess. Trump, I'm just trying to picture that SUV... You know, hurling half his body into the front seat to, and again, this was the testimony to grab the wheel with one hand, yeah, right, while with the other going for the clavicle of the driver. I mean, you're talking about some core strength, well, that's some ninja skills. Well, see, that that's the ultra mega thing that that Joe Biden's been talking about. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> he shot lasers out of his eyes. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was devastating. It was Just devastating. ask the Today Show. Explosive, Alex. Explosive, sorry, and devastating. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But he was. Okay. But it was foiled because he couldn't get an Uber. <laughs> what the hell? Damn app. <laughs> well, wasn't one of the Democrats right there saying, hey, here's the proof. Yeah. Here's the proof. I can tell you what happened. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, so you know, you have this whole thing going on. There's no evidence for this. One of the people on the committee, Jamie Raskin, who, by the way, literally tried to stop the certification of the 2016 election. Like, he, by his own definition, he's an insurrectionist. That's absolutely true. That point rarely gets brought up, but it's true. How many times have Democrats said, this election was unfair? Yeah. Now, now he actually got flustered when CNN's Jake Tapper pressed him on the evidence of this because the two people who were who were supposedly involved in this are ready to testify that it didn't happen. Correct. That came out. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Explosive allegation. No, we've had enough of that. <laughs> Get to the Jake Tapper, please. Your committee interviewed them. Did you ask about this story? It is a shocking story. We, we, I mean, maybe you didn't know about it at the time. I don't know. I, I was not involved in either of those interviews. So I, I can't say, and I don't have any knowledge of that. Uh, I, I will just say um, I'm not aware of anything that contradicts the account that she just gave. Right, but you would agree that that story would be stronger if you had corroborating evidence from the individuals who were actually in the presidential limo. Sure, and we're encouraging every material witness who has relevant evidence to come forward. But you've already interviewed. But you've already interviewed these two. Well, um, you know, anybody is free to to come back. And again, I've not been involved in um, the questioning of those particular witnesses. <laughs> Incoming. They can. They can. Uh, they can come back. Now, U.S. Secret Service has put out an actual statement now saying that nobody from the January 6th committee reached out to them over the course of the last week and a half, even, to provide any account confirming or denying that well, the, the yeah, choke but, gate happened. Yeah, but if you all of a sudden remember something that you <laughs> didn't know before, you are free to come forward now. Right. <laughs> See, and I, hey, I, I wasn't a part of that, so I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So really, this person has this account. You don't talk to anybody else about it? Right. Really? <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. Everybody knew this was a charade, but that was just like the nail in the coffin. Like, this really is a was. friggin' joke. It really was. Holy smokes, man. You know, you watch her, and you find yourself getting sucked in. But you did. She's retelling the story. It's like, okay. And then she keeps telling it, and nobody's objecting. Nobody's saying anything. And it's like, this can't be true. I mean, at the end of it, you go, wait a minute. What, what is going on? Like we never would have heard this before with January 6th. Exactly. Wouldn't that have been the story? I mean, my God, man, that's, you know, you don't have to have any sort of hearings for that. Well, I got to say, man, and I, I'm not into, like, personal attacks on this show. I'm just calling it out. Yeah. Okay. Right. As you say, you watch her and you get drawn into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you do. David did not. No. I did not. No, I guess you know, I'm the one. You're I'm the lone wolf on this yeah. one. But also, there was a miscalculation if we're going to tell the truth. You're like, you know, she's pretty attractive and age-appropriate, which would mean she's upper 30s in your world. At least, yeah. She's 26, dude. I didn't know that. You're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. Look at her, though. When you look, look at her. I, to me, I was like, she's not in her 20s. 
That's what you said. And she's not. I thought you said she was 26 or 7 or something. When I looked at her and you said age appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said. I'm like, dude, she's older. What? Yeah, she. uh... No, no, no. I'm getting totally turned around. Yeah, I said she's young. She looks young. You did. You said she looks young. And I said she doesn't. She looks in her 40s. And then when you told me she was 28 or something? Six. 26. Golly. Yes. That was just a side note to the <laughs> ridiculousness, right. not only of this whole charade, but of this particular show. I mean, Scott, that <laughs> maybe she's a quarter in... of your age, okay? Well, I know that, yeah. David. <laughs> I... Well, that's not accurate either. <laughs> but anyway. See, all right, you know... I shouldn't See, have come in today. You, I, this I, I, is I how you have fun have come in today. dealing with news. This Golly. is how you do it. Okay. I was going to say her and Kinsey aren't going to go on a book tour together after all this is over. Oh, I think she can do better than that. No, I mean just, just a right. book two for one. No, I know. Okay. Meanwhile, as the American people have pretty much said in polling, I don't really care that much about January 6th. I know it's a big concern of the administration and the left, but... Uh, what about the gas prices? What about inflation? That yeah. continues to be the big story, at least with voters. And you've probably seen this story in a number of different places. Uh, refineries are likely not coming back under the current conditions. And there's this talking point that seems to go on and on and on from Biden and the administration that the oil companies in America need to do more. And you get the report. Well, they're operating at maximum capacity right now. Well, what what else are they supposed to do? And they're talking about them opening the refineries that they've shut down over time. Yeah. Because every signal has been out there. You have no future as far as gas goes. We're going green. And the administration is not going to say, hey, we're going to loosen regulations. We're going to be in this for a while. Meanwhile, what did Macron say, David? Oh, uh, the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, uh-huh. uh, was caught on a high, hot mic talking to Biden, saying, hey, you know, Saudi Arabia, maybe they can pump out 150,000 more barrels every day, but they're almost at production capacity, according to them. The UAE is at capacity. And the implication there is that, uh, Biden, you need to get the U.S. producing more oil, or we are all in a world of trouble. We've heard this for a while. You look at all of these European nations. Dude, all of a sudden they're going back to coal because they need cheap energy. That's something the world has to run on. And if you think that going green is what we have to do, now is not the time. No, if you think right now is the time to press the gas pedal on a green revolution and we need to continue on the current pace of shutting down fossil fuel production and use in the world, what you're actually advocating for is mass starvation and death. Because yeah, that's absolutely the trade-off. True. That's the trade-off that you're talking about here. Absolutely. The European nations know it. That's why they're saying, Cole, all right, go back. We got to do what we got to do. So that's a really interesting story that that was caught on a hot mic. Speaking of Biden, uh, people are asking, is he okay? Well, I think we already know the oh, answer. No, he's not. No, of course not. He's What's not the okay. story here, David? Oh, well, dude, he met with the king of Spain today, and th- this was the uh, part of the address that he gave in front of the media. He just sounds, he sounds sick. 
Hmm. From here to in Europe, to Latin America, to uh, to the Caribbean, to Africa, the partnership between our countries is going to determine a good large part how well things look 10 years from now and 15 years from now. Whoa. Hmm. So we have to stay together. The, the unity is important. And I think we're off to a very, very good start. That sounds weak. Hmm. He's a He's a tired old man. I mean, it's a busy schedule being president and... He could barely keep up being on a campaign trail. You know, man, if you're from another country and you see a world leader, okay, it's one thing for them to sort of stammer over words. But if they're bringing energy, it's a completely different thing. When you just sound that out of gas, like there's something wrong, dude, I don't ever want to hear again, oh, the world's laughing at us because of Trump. The world was half scared of Trump. And it worked in our favor. All they see with this guy is weakness in the entire administration. Maybe he was out with Macron and they were karaokeing the night before. <laughs> what was he singing, Scott? Maybe some Rod Stewart. I don't know. Don't go breaking my heart. It was a duet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was there thinking. There was a girl. There was a boy. <laughs> I want to hear more of that, Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, AOC has spoken. Dude. She never stops. This is fantastic. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp and there's Scott Robbins. Sometimes I have to remind myself. you got to have a sense of humor about this stuff. But you hear Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. You do have to keep your sense of humor. Honestly, it's it's Bonnaroo for insufferable people. <laughs> well said. Well, it's where fun goes to die, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was on Stephen Colbert's show last night and, and said that somehow the Supreme Court overreached by giving up its authority on abortion. Okay. The Supreme Court has engaged in the overreaching of its authority in denying the human and civil rights of any pregnant person or person that could become pregnant in the United States of America. So not women's rights. Pregnant person's rights. Got it. You got to speak the language, baby. Is that in the Constitution, by the way? Pregnant people? I don't think pregnant anything is in the Constitution. That's what I thought. They have engaged in overreach, and it is the responsibility of the President and Congress to put the Supreme Court in check because they have delegitimized that's very insurrectiony sounding too. Oh yeah. Well, how are they going to do that, AOC? What are you suggesting? Well, packing the court. Oh, yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Well, by the way, you know she's still all about, as far as red states with abortion laws, uh-huh. that federal land. If you put the abortion clinics there, and you know when she wants it. Now. now. Yes. She she screeches it actually. Did you hear about that? Mm. <laughs> Like a child, right no. now. I don't. I, I, I. Please continue to run on that kind of idea. I think you should make the 2022 midterms <clears throat> all about the idea of opening up an abortion clinic as you walk into what Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. Hi, Long's Peak is that way. If you want an abortion, it's that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enjoy your visit. Watch out for bears. <laughs> 
<laughs> David's on fire today. I'm just warning you. He is. It started last night uh, yes. in a text, and you've basically had it I on read, a number of different fronts. I yeah. read his text, and I got out of my chair and applauded, though. <laughs> he got a standing ovation in my house last night. I, I don't doubt that. Me and my cats. Yep. And I think it was the whole oh. what January 6th committee that sent you over the edge. <clears throat> well, it was with that. The, the and, Trump trying to strangle the driver yeah. because he didn't go to the Capitol on January 6th. Well, story. It was that. You see the state of the economy, and you see uh, what happened in San Antonio with now oh. 51 migrants cooked to death in a car, and it doesn't have to happen. No. And it really did. It just it sent me over the edge, and I can read what I, what I sent you guys. You want to go right back ahead. the curtain. It was that in that moment, I can tell you this is the first time since the riot that I can honestly say I hope Trump runs and wins. And I hope every second of his campaign and his second term are pure mental agony for Democrats and for the media. Because, listen, you're willing to tear down America over your hatred of Donald Trump. You had half the country believe the president worked with Russia to steal an election. You told us he was running Nazi concentration camps at the border. You tried to make us believe a Supreme Court nominee was a gang rapist. You maximized yeah. the damage of a once-in-a-century pandemic to change the rules of a presidential election. You ruined adults' lives. You ruined children's lives. True, true. You defended deadly riots for months. Yes. And what we got was a senile, corrupt old man who is destroying our country. And you're still lying about Trump because you think it helps you somehow. I know you haven't learned your lesson. And that's why I hope Trump gets a second term, and I hope it makes you absolutely freaking miserable. Yes! <laughs> yes! Man, I got goosebumps. That's one of the greatest of all time right there. Yeah. Thank you, David Van Camp. Knowing wow. that he's a Star Wars fan, I had to send a little meme of is it Palpatine. <laughs> the Emperor, yes. The Emperor, yeah. Good. <laughs> Let the hate take over. All right, <laughs> news update that you got to hear next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. By the way, if you missed uh, Van Camp uh, going off in a text to Scott and I, and then he read it talking about he's just had it with all this nonsense from the left taking us through what they took us through over the last several years with Trump, lie about this and that and everything else. We may have to transcribe that and put it out. People want to see it. No, I, I absolutely think we should. We should put that on our social media page. I am getting all kinds of, of news from our listeners about this. David, you're a star. I'm just telling you. It's a privilege to even breathe the same air as you, sir. I do. I think it is this point where you have just rational people, common sense people. That's it. And they see what the left and especially what legacy media has done over several years. And you're like, you know what? Enough. This is ridiculous. It's one thing after another after another. And it's another lie. And when you're caught in a lie, instead of saying, you know what? We apologize for lying. They'll say you are spreading disinformation. And we need to kick you off social media. Right. It is. It's just been frustrating. Okay, let's just get this out of the way. 
January 6th committee member said what? Yeah, that Trump assaulted a Secret Service agent and tried to grab the steering wheel of his armored SUV to go to the Capitol and do an insurrection or something. He says, you got to take me to the Capitol. I'm taking the wheel. Okay, sure. Yeah, all right. Secret Service has said that's not true. And, in fact, the, the committee didn't even bother to follow up when they knew what this former Mark Meadows aide was going to testify about. They never asked the Secret Service for any comment about whether or not that was true. Because they don't care. They know it's not. <laughs> well, uh, and this is another thing that is aging like a glass of milk on a hot summer day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin, who himself, again, tried to block the certification of the 2016 election. He's on the January 6th committee, an insurrectionist himself, mm-hmm. uh, now says, because at the time it wasn't on the record when the Secret Service had said, no, the, this didn't happen. But now mm-hmm. it's on the record. They said, no, we don't have that report and we'll testify to that effect. But at the time yesterday, he said, hey, we shouldn't believe anonymous sources. Get a load of this guy. Okay. Well, Cassidy Hutchinson um, is an entirely credible witness. Um, she testified under oath in front of the entire country. Everyone was able to right. judge uh, her demeanor. Uh, she has no motivation or interest in lying in any way. <laughs> and so what we have, on the other hand, is uh, some anonymously sourced rumors of feelings of particular agents. Look, anybody who wants to testify can come forward and testify under oath about what happened. All we're interested in uh, is the truth. No, you're not. No, you're not. You know it. But anyway, this is really delicious. And, uh, you know, I I sort of expected yesterday that uh, Ms. Hutchinson, as a young woman telling the truth, would come under fire um, from anonymous sources. But, you know, that's Washington for you. Uh, But I will tell you that nobody is challenging the central material facts of her testimony. No, no, they are. Absolutely, they are. Yeah, it's a joke. (laughs) No, no, I mean, did you see also part of the story today is, you know, she was testifying about some handwritten note that she had taken down about a statement telling people to leave the Capitol, all this stuff, right? She said, yeah, I wrote that. That's my handwriting. No, it wasn't. It was the handwriting of another lawyer who had also testified about writing it. These people are just lying. She has no reason to lie. No, uh-huh. Talk to Christine Blasey Ford about that. No reason. Talk to Julie Swetnick about that. Dude, it just goes on and on. Talk to Smollett. Right. <laughs> Who's still doing it. Yeah. Still lying. Okay. There Maybe. was a, by the way, one of our listeners, I just want to say this before we come off this topic, is he just said, uh, grab him by the clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> when you're is- president, they let you do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yes. Well played. Yes. Okay. So the president now, Joe Biden, is saying what? Who's going to pay? Oh, well, I'll tell you this, man. I was kind of surprised to hear this. President Joe Biden is outraged at the fact that 51 migrants were cooked to death in a tractor trailer in San Antonio. He's outraged. Mm -hmm. He caused it. Mm -hmm. If you just protect the border, say don't come. And you know what? Here's what's going to happen if you come and you get turned away. People don't come. We already know why they come. But now he's going to be Mr. Tough Guy. Of course I take responsibility. I'm president. But it was horrible what to see, as you saw. 
to see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, oh. it's outrageous. Oh, I promise you, those people will pay. I'm you sorry. Suck me right into I got, that. I got my. I, that that was that was fake news. That that's him being outraged at a fake news story about border patrol agents on horseback whipping Haitian migrants. No, he right. he still won't answer questions about the 51 migrants who were literally cooked to death in a semi-tractor trailer. God. They put out some written statement, but he's ignoring questions about it. Wow. When there's a fake news story, they can't wait to run in front of any camera that is closest to them. But when they have this type of deadly failure on their hands, they want to suddenly talk about nuance. Well, Screw these people. I don't know if you heard this, talking about tragedy. And we talked about the Amtrak train passing through an intersection um, and killing four people. This was in Missouri. And so, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's... You know, I don't know exactly what could have happened. There was a car or some sort of truck, right, that was on the tracks when it happened. And so, of course, they're going to say we're going to do the thorough investigation to make sure this doesn't happen again, blah, blah, blah. Well, the transportation secretary, Pete Boot Edge Edge, he goes on with Lester Holt, NBC. Okay. Um, and I'll just play you the clip. And you can tell me what you think, because I don't think either one of you guys have heard this yet, or have you? I haven't heard it, no. No, I have not heard it. Okay, no. just making sure. I didn't think so, because I just wanted to get your reaction to see if this makes sense to you. Here's Mayor Pete. It's too soon to know everything about this tragic crash that took place in Missouri. We saw another one in California over the weekend, too. Uh, and we're working to, to make sure we understand everything that, that happened there. But what we know is the fewer points we have in the country where it's even physically possible for a train and a car to collide, the safer this country will be. It's too. Okay, did you get that? What? Especially the last part. So points we have in the country where it's even physically possible for a train and a car to collide the safer this country will be. Well, duh, genius. So are we going to get rid of all train crossings now, all roads? or People are asking, are we going tube trains? <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Flying cars? Or is it just no more cars on the road? Well, ideally, or, yes. Doing away with one or the other... How exactly is that going to work? There was no crossing gate on this one, no. But you could have said that. Well, that's it would have been easy. That's where I thought he was going when you first started going down this <laughs> well, yeah. twisted yarn of his. Yeah. You know, but the less <laughs> intersection, yeah. yeah. Safer it's going to oh, Okay. Well, if you drain every pool in America, there will be fewer <laughs> drownings, too. These people are just amazing at pointing out obvious things and trying to make them sound profound exactly yes yeah yeah you see that time and time again it's like are you talking about what what more tunnels exactly i don't know exactly what you mean you know places where okay we're gonna build the bridge here where the train's gonna go up and over instead of just across i don't know okay again we don't have any money if you hadn't noticed we're broke we're broke, yeah. but we got to keep spending billions, even trillions of dollars for us to get ahead. Right. Well, we need flying trains. 
Yeah, that's that'll, what we that'll work. Okay. Um, well, people are trying to cut costs. I don't know if you saw this story, um, but there was, you know, this was online and people are starting to pay attention that people were going into Bed Bath & Beyond stores who had been hurting a bit. A lot of retailers have. But people go in and they're like, holy mackerel, it's hotter than Hades in here. I'm sweating just shopping here at Bed Bath & Beyond. So then the report comes out, well, they'd been turning off the air conditioning to cut costs. Thank God you can buy fragrant soap in there. <laughs> okay, then you're asking, really? A big box retailer is that desperate to cut costs? Um now, as far as corporate, Bed Bath & Beyond, they say, no, no, no. We haven't told any stores to do that. Okay? It has nothing to do with slumping sales and trying to cut costs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say that there has been a drastic reduction in employees. That has happened to a lot of retailers. They've scaled back utilities. They have you know, store hours where they're opening later, closing earlier. And then any remodeling projects have been canceled. And then they're saying, well, store closings may be next. But corporate is still saying, hey, we didn't tell anybody to turn the air conditioning off. That wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, man. Times have been tough ever since they decided to drop my pillow because a bunch of liberal weenies got mad about it because Mike oh, Lindell, the my pillow guy. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Man, there are a lot of corporations out right now talking about, yeah, we're going to pay for abortions. And, you know, there are some that you would come to expect. The one that seems to surprise a lot of people is Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, I was a little taken aback by that one, too. I don't know where that came from. But why is it? That's a weird one. And I'm not saying I wasn't surprised. I was like, really? Why is it we would be surprised by that? I guess I associate Dick's with outdoorsmen and hunting and fishing and sports. You know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The masculinity type stuff. Yes. Okay, and I don't disagree with you, but then you go back and think to yourself, okay, what is it really about? It's not about the customers. No, it's not. It's about the ESG crap, David. Yeah, it's about the social credit score for companies, and they can get a lot more investors in the company, a lot more money uh, based off of adherence to this particular liberal set of code of ethics. I mean, that explains why a few years ago, remember they were talking about pulling rifles off the shelves? Or at least yes. like AR-style rifles? Yes. It's like, well, yeah. They lost a lot of customers with that, too. Right. Not even because a whole bunch of conservatives were just like, oh, well, I need to go buy a bunch of rifles, and Dick Sporting Goods was the go-to place. But you go to Dick Sporting Goods for other things. Right. And when they come out with a stance that is completely antithetical to what most people who would shop there believe. Right. Yeah, I can go somewhere else. No problem. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's mm-hmm. another place. Yep, I can uh, I can shop somewhere else. That's not a problem. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah, now that I know, sure. That you're going to pay that much. Mm-hmm. Because you just, uh, the thought of families and the bottom line is going to hurt us. Golly, it's disgusting. Okay. Biden's energy secretary violated federal law. Did you hear about this? Get to that and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I love this. From Allie Bradley, an independent journalist who's been doing a lot of great work at the southern border. She's Mm -hmm. in Kinney County, Texas. 
Uh, and the sheriff's office there is, as she reports, taking matters into its own hands. So they get involved in a high-speed chase with a smuggler operation. Okay. There were four migrants who were in there, in this SUV. It rolls over. None of them are injured. The The migrants were okay. They were walking around and whatnot. So the sheriff's office calls Border Patrol. Border Patrol says, well, we can't deport them until they get checked out at the ER. we got to file a lot of paperwork, so you're going to have to take them to the ER. Sheriff's office is saying, we don't have the resources to do that. We don't, we don't have the time. We don't have the personnel to go do it. So this guy, the sheriff, decides, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to load them up in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. And drop them off on the other side of the border myself. Good. So, so yes. what he did was he he had a couple of deputies take the migrants back over to the other side. Uh, this is around Eagle Pass and drop them off. And the quote he gave to Allie Bradley was, uh, "If it came to the point where I have to put them in my truck and take them over, I will." Says he'll continue to do this because of a lack of resources. What else is he supposed to do? I'm sure the administration is going to be very oh, sure. happy with that. Yeah. They're probably going to arrest him and then give those migrants like the Presidential Medal of Freedom or something. No, man. Okay, stop me if it gets out of hand here. They go try to arrest that guy for doing that, that sheriff? It'll be something like that at some point in time where enough people will be around that sheriff saying, you're not taking anybody yeah, that, that- anywhere. Uh, yeah, that that gets real ugly real fast, and yeah. I, I don't think they will. But I I don't think they will either. I think because they know that if they really tried to punish this guy, oh, one, buddy, he doesn't work for them. No, nope. he doesn't work for the federal government. Um, no. and then two, they know how ugly that would get. Yeah. Well said. Oh, the story I mentioned earlier: the Biden Energy Secretary, someone that was called. DC grandma hot on this show. Yeah. And I still don't get oh, it. Oh, I know. I stand I, by for, that. It's for Jennifer Granholm. Like, oh, yeah. Granholm, yeah. Former Michigan governor Jennifer Granholm violated the Hatch Act. This was October last year. In interview, she used her office to promote Democratic candidates. Oh, that's really? a no-no. That's a no-no. Was anyone surprised? Well, democracy's crumbling when that starts. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, it's funny, too, because it was comments that she made to media outlet Marie Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Marie Claire? Yes. During an interview with Marie Claire. Okay. Again, man, when you're looking at the challenges we face right now, especially when it comes to energy, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to carve out some time with that uh, Marie Claire interview. Anyway, uh Granholm had said it was good news. Voting gave Democrats a bare majority. And she tried to clarify, saying, but using Democrats as a substitute for the policies that you believe in, the, the, the policies that you would like to see happen. That's what she meant, not actual Democrats. <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay. She was just slapped with a warning because she had not received significant training on the Hatch Act. <laughs> I thought ignorance was no excuse for it. It's their own rules. This is the Monthly Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. There's no doubt we face a lot of challenges. What? And in D.C. It's really easy going right now. These are the happy days, my friend. The left is still focused on January 6th. I know. Even after the polling. So many people don't care. Come on. Move on. Get over it. Let's go. I get at least one uh, one a day, usually. Why aren't you covering January 6th, most important date in American history? Who says history? that? Well, I get that all the time. From genuine oh, listeners from or from haters? No, no, haters. Oh, people, that, yeah, okay. people that tune on and listen to like two minutes or whatever. Or well, somebody told them. Here you go, Nimrod. Here, we're covering it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack wagon. Right. Go ahead, David. Yeah, make sure you change your diaper for this one, bud. Uh, so this former aide in Trump's White House, Cassidy Hutchinson, testified that Trump assaulted a Secret Service agent, reached through and grabbed him by the clavicle. And then <laughs> she tried said to, that. He's and, not making that up, by the way. And tried to grab the steering wheel of his armored SUV to go to the Capitol and do an insurrection. He wanted to go to the Capitol. Now, no, I mean, at the time, there was an interview that was published. I don't remember when this was, but... Where Trump did want to go to the Capitol because he had just yeah. told people to go march there peacefully. They keep leaving that part out. Of course. But uh, he said, yeah, I want to go. And the Secret Service said no. So I have no doubt that some choice words were exchanged. But the story we're supposed to believe is that Donald Trump was sending guys with AR-15s to the Capitol. Never really saw those AR-15s, by the way. Hmm, weird. Yeah, there's no picture of that anywhere, huh? And when the when really? the when the Secret Service was like, "No, we need to go back to the White House, Mr. President," he reaches over the seat in the armored SUV and grabs the wheel, and then with his other hand, he grabs a guy by the neck and tried to strangle him. Yes, obviously that's not true. I mean, that's I. If you can't see that that is patently false for numerous reasons, then you are just. You've been sucked in by the cult, man. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Trump is really Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> he is ultra mega man. Right. Uh, the the Secret Service, though, has said, oh, that, no, that's not true. And the two people who were actually there are willing to testify. But the media took that narrative and, boy, they ran with it, didn't they? Yes, they did. A president who wanted to personally oversee an all-out coup. A president unhinged, <laughs> having this moment, this encounter with the Secret Service head. He tried to grab the limo steering wheel. He tried to grab the steering wheel. He reaches with his other hand for the guy's oh. throat. The president lunging at his own Secret Service agent. He tried to strangle his Secret Service agent. Was any sort of crime committed? I think what the committee has done with today's hearing is they have taken it closer and closer to sedition. Conspiracy. We've made a case that he was responsible for uh, 9-11 he, uh, or, or January 6th. <laughs> yeah. I think it was even Wolf Blitzer saying, he, he could be looking at assault charges. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, okay, anybody who's just knee-deep in this and thinking, that absolutely happened. Oh, my gosh, he's going to go to jail for assaulting a police officer. Ah. <laughs> Okay, you you have revoked your right to make fun of the QAnon nuts, okay? Because y'all, y'all have been taken for a complete ride. 
the confirmation bias is really kicking in. I want it to be true. This is the thing. This is finally the thing. We've got it. That's right. He's this, trying to choke somebody. This is why it's so funny to me, because you're actually supposed to believe that, that Donald Trump was orchestrating a finely detailed plot to overthrow and overturn the results of the election. He was, he was hell-bent on committing a coup, and he was going to lead an armed... Uh, a mob of people to the Capitol to overthrow the U.S. government. But this carefully plotted conspiracy was undone because he could not get a ride to the Capitol. Well, not only that, but it it seems part of the plan was him going into Jason Bourne territory right. and grabbing the neck with one hand and steering the car with the other. Right. <laughs> like, I can just picture, well, in the Trump movie version of this, he does that, and then he yeah. grabs an American flag with the pole still attached and jams it into the driver's foot so that it stays on the gas. So he speeds yes. up. Absolutely. If I wanted it, I would have gotten it. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself there. Okay. Moving on to budgetary ideas. This is from who, David? Uh, there's a Democratic operative named Jose uh, Aristamuno, who mm-hmm. was on Fox News, and they were talking about the tragedy in San Antonio, where now 51 migrants have died after being cooked to death in a tractor trailer. Horrible it is story. so horrifying, man. Yeah. Uh, well, according to this Democratic operative, the solution is to pass Biden's budget. Listen you to how... You've got to be mm-hmm. crapping me. Yep. Really? Yep. Yeah. Well, I think, first and foremost, we have to recognize that we are a nation of laws, but we're also a nation of immigrants. Republicans talk the big game. They say they want to make sure that we increase security at the border. Well, you know what? Why should? Why don't we pass President Biden's 2023 budget? It's got... Jose, hold on. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> The first thing you say is, realize we're a nation of laws, right? But we don't enforce them at the border. I think it was laws. Oh, jeez. Of immigrants. Republicans talk. Yes, we want people to come legally. Yes. The big game. They say they want to make sure that we increase security at the border. Well, you know what? Why should? Why don't we pass President Biden's 2023? We have no money. None. <laughs> We're not going to throw more money at BS to let more people in. We need to secure the border. You dope. Jose, hold on. I'm sorry. Million. I got to jump in because you're going back. I, I'm talking about what happened with these people, right? Well, look, I understand that, and my heart goes out to the families that their migrants mm-hmm. have passed. But what I can tell you is, we need more resources at the border. Yeah, yeah, and we actually just need people to stand up and say no. You're not coming in. Correct. We are suspending the asylum process at the southern border, Done. period. We're, we're suspending yeah. that for now because of this crisis. Golly, man. People on the left. Well, we care about these people. Do you know how many people are dying? This has been highlighted, this tragedy, yeah. 51 people. People drown every day. Somebody's dying every day. It just doesn't get reported. Body is found there. When they go down and they talk to ranchers... And talk about how many bodies they've found on their land of people just not making it. That happens all the time. It's so frustrating, man. By the way, and 
it's always this week. You know, we just need to do something to let these people in. You don't know who's coming in. That's part of the problem. You get cartels. You got massive amounts of drugs. The story in California, unreal. They find two guys, and it was 150,000 fentanyl pills? Yeah. 150,000. They arrest the two guys. And then they let him go. It was crazy. Judge's order. And so it was on Fox last night. They had the sheriff um, from that area on. His name is Mike Boudreau, Tulare County. Um, and as far as the decision to let them go, um, it was like, is it true you weren't even consulted on this? Yeah, that's right. I mean, we have uh, about 600,000 people that live in our county. Right through the center of it are two major highways that have heavy drug trafficking. And as you know, fentanyl is incredibly dangerous, and we come across 150,000 pills uh, of fentanyl. Uh, this case went before a judge through the probation department on a risk assessment, never notifying us as the sheriff's office, and then ordered a court-ordered release of these two people. Court-ordered. Yeah. Okay, and so his hands are tied, and he's talking about, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. We are completely frustrated. I sit on the California State Sheriff's Association Executive Board, and I speak with law enforcement leaders all up and down the state, and we have to stop this soft-on-crime approach because there's no deterrent to the criminals, no deterrent to the drug trafficking organizations, and no deterrent to the cartels. Matter of fact, what we sent the message was is the risk is very low and that your reward is very big. Of course. We've got to quit doing Doing that in California. We want our criminals to be held to justice, and in our court system, we have failed to do so. Yeah. And you ask yourself the question why is it happening? Because the people in charge want it to happen. Yeah. They the, want it to happen. They want drug addicts, they want broken people because broken people are easier to control. It's true. This Boy, is, is that true? This is That's why no truer statement has been said. This Absolutely. Is, this is why during the pandemic, gyms were closed, schools were closed, daycares were closed. You couldn't go get, in some cases, couldn't go get a preventative cancer screening. But your local liquor store was open the entire yeah. time. Close the church, open the liquor store. Yep. Yeah. They need broken people. Yeah, one other thing that sheriff said is, well, yeah, of course, the citizens are... are up. The citizens of California are getting fed up. When we see these criminals running into stores, when we see the borders open freely to allow this type of drug and guns, sex trafficking, human trafficking to freely come across our border, the citizens of California are beginning to get fed up. Yeah. It's been going on for way too long. And again, it's because the people in charge want it to happen. So they want to completely change the country from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Can't let it happen. Did you see the 4th of July poll? One in eight Americans can't name our first president. One in eight? Yes, 13%. Everybody knows it's Millard Fillmore. Well, no. Who is it? It's George Floyd. No, it is. <laughs> George Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesse Smollett's the VP. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So if they didn't know it was George Washington, what do they say? Uh, the most said Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln? Yeah. Hey, hey, he was good. Abe. He Not was even the first in the top right. ten. Um four percent chose John Adams. And then I scratched my head to say if they know who John Adams is, right. wouldn't you know then that George Washington was actually the first 
president? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like some sort of George Washington resistance movement. <laughs> a couple hundred years later, hashtag not my president. <laughs> not my first president. <laughs> well, I always thought it was a joke, and I looked it up. It was true. It was from 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen the recent polling, but at that time, there was a third of Americans that could not name the sitting vice president. Which at the time I was like, that you've got to be kidding me, but after so many um, campus interviews that we've seen over yeah. time, it just doesn't surprise me anymore. People paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for an education that are absolutely clueless, clueless. on a number of different things. All right, much more to get to. Um, oh, and we got to talk about private info being released on gun owners. This is a scary story. That and much more coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. Info on gun owners got hacked? Is that what happened? Well, no. The, the state published private information of gun owners in California. I saw this on the, the Reload. It's a really good uh, site if you're interested in, in gun rights, gun laws, gun information. Uh, very good site. But they write, uh, California gun owners have been put at risk by the attorney general's office after a new dashboard leaked their personal information. California Department of Justice had this firearms dashboard portal. It went live on Monday uh, with publicly accessible files that include identifying information for those who have concealed carry permits. Okay, hold on a second. So it's not hacked. It's leaked. Did they mean to leak it? They say no, but come on. Of course, of course, they're really going to say yes. You can't trust them. No. no. Uh, leaked information includes the person's full name, their race, their home address, date Jeez, of birth, their, the date their permit was issued. It also shows what type of is, uh, permit was issued. Uh, indicates whether or not a permit holder is a member of law enforcement or a judge. So, you wow. know, there is already a problem with gun theft in the state of California. You just handed criminals a list of people who have guns. What kind of guns might they own? You give them a good idea. This is why you... So some criminal has a spreadsheet. All right, I'm looking for like 10, 9 millimeters. I'd like a couple of ARs, like a couple... Let's see, who's got what? Yeah. All right, we could hit this place on Monday and then drive here to hit this place on Tuesday. I know what weapon to bring to defend against that one he owns. Yeah. Yeah. What are you bringing? What am I bringing? Yeah. I bring a cannon. <laughs> I thought you were going to ma- like make a muscle and say, are you talking this gun show? Well, they can... That's usually your line, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy today. Got it. This is crazy, man. No, it is. And th- this is one of the reasons I think this underscores the point that a whole lot of Second Amendment activists have made when the idea of a national registry of gun owners comes up. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Not doing Jeez. it. Nope. Sorry. Right. Well, think of the age we've been in over the last few years with, quote, misinformation. Right. Right. And just talking about vaccines. If you ever talked about somebody that got the vaccine and then had some sort of reaction to it, oh, you got to be careful. You'll get booted off of social media. I just happened to see this. It's a French peer-reviewed study. 
concluded that both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, the risk of myocarditis, inflammation of the heart, certainly goes up a week after the vaccination, just as, a, as an example. The Moderna vaccine, you are 44 times higher risk for persons age 18 to 24. You say, well, there's also a risk if you get COVID, right? Sure. The risk if you got COVID was nine times more to get myocarditis. Hmm. To get the vaccine, it was 44 times more. Yeah. Oh, no, we're going to get kicked off social media for spreading that. Again, it's a French peer-reviewed study. So your heart will blow up, but you won't get a fever. Yeah. You might still get a fever. Okay. Never know. (laughs) Did see this story. Airbnb. They have permanently banned parties. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, for a lot of Airbnb, you know, the owners, it's been an issue because, like, you got people saying, hey, I'm just going to rent out this Airbnb and then I'm going to have a huge bash. I'm going to wreck yeah. their place. Yeah. That sort of thing. And yeah. then the neighbors hated Airbnb stuff. Um, but reports of unapproved parties have dropped 44% year over year since 2020 when they did the ban because they were saying we don't want COVID to spread. <laughs> and I've heard this, you know, so for a lot of people, it's just a good thing all the way around. Um, 6,600 guests suspended by Airbnb last year for violating the party ban. Wow. Yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. So far today, David, biggest story? Oh, there are a few, but uh, now the death toll in San Antonio has gone up to 53 of these migrants who were in the tractor trailer. Man, uh, oh, man. I this mean, is so sad. It is so sad, and it doesn't man. have to happen. You need to get out there today. If you're, if you're this administration, one of your jobs is securing the border. That is like one of your biggest jobs. Yes. Uh, it is your job right now to go out and make it clear to people that they will be turned away at the border. Do not make this trip. They won't do it. They won't do it. Because they don't they care. Want many, people. No, they, they don't care. They just want people coming in here. That's it. Okay. Oh, you got to hear some abortion protesters. They don't know the law. It's hilarious. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, Millennial. Scott Robbins, Boomer. Uh, sorry. No, get it right, buddy. Sexy Boomer. Thank you. It's in the contract now. Mm-hmm. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, well, a group of protesters is hanging outside of a federal courthouse in Los Angeles demanding that that the federal government overturn the Supreme Court's decision that sent abortion regulation back to the states. Excuse me? We're going to protest every day until we undo the Supreme Court ruling. Okay, that's not how any of this works, but here's what they're saying. This is from the L.A. Times. Our call is for the federal government to immediately reverse this decision. Um, We know it's illegitimate and we know it cannot stand. Abortions should... Okay, we know it's illegitimate and it cannot stand. So you you want the federal government to overturn it. Right, that's legitimate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Our legal right that all people with uteruses should have. Um, I came uh, to support people with uteruses. It's stigmatizing abortion. It's making women and pregnant people hide into the shadows. <laughs> I love that, man. It's people with uteruses now. Yes. Not not, not women. 
Listen, man, I know as we talked about, there are people working decades on getting Roe v. Wade overturned. And in that was a victory and a reason for celebration. Mm-hmm. I don't want to poo-poo any of it. But after hearing that, are you sure you don't want these people? To, okay, I won't. I won't even go there. <laughs> By the way, uh, are you the... sure you want them having kids? Yeah. I, you know, well, okay. I'm, I joke. Well, the good halfway. news is all these... Oh. The good news is all these hogs are on sex strikes right now. So oh, that's right. That, that's right. It's affecting no one. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? You're oh, you're not going to have promiscuous sex anymore? Oh, no. Every pro-lifer in America is like, oh, no, not that. We would never want you to treat sex as something serious with consequences. Never. Oh, you're going to start teaching abstinence? No. <laughs> Don't do that. That's like Robin's telling his girl Jennifer Aniston, "Hey, I'm on a sex strike right now. Sorry, can't do it." Yeah, I just want the Dallas Cowboys to know I will not be their starting quarterback this season. Okay, right. I am. Yeah. That's I am, your protest. My my professional NFL career is on hold <laughs> because of a strike. Okay, there's new there's new Monmouth polling out too today that I think is really interesting. Monmouth University poll. That gets to something you've said for years, Jamie, and it, and it comes down to, you know, you got like 60 to 70 percent of people don't think Roe v. Wade should over, be overturned, right? Right. Again, when you break down the details, it's pretty clear that a lot of Americans don't really know what Roe v. Wade is or was now. Correct. Um, where So the question, I thought this was interesting. The wording of this was really interesting. It was, who should have more rights, the woman or the unborn baby? Interesting. That's a really interesting wording. So in the first trimester, 66%, yeah, the pregnant woman has more rights than the unborn baby. Second yeah. trimester, statistical tie. And in fact, the unborn child edges out the woman for who should have more rights, who should have more protections. It's 46-44. By the time you get to third trimester, it's 53-37. Mm. Yeah. And that's not even asking the opinion of when do you think it should be restricted or wh- or whatever. This is a very top line question, a very almost philosophical question. Mm-hmm. Who should have more rights? And once you get out of that first trimester, it plummets when it comes to when the woman should have like quote unquote more rights than the unborn child. Correct. Yeah. And I know for pro life people, the answer is conception. And I get it, and I understand why. When I'm referring to that, it's the polling. And when you just have conversations with regular people, and they feel free to just give opinions, it usually ends up that way. And then you do see it in the polling. Yeah. I mean, you get to third trimester, and you the latest that was, what, 13%? Yeah. Said they were okay with abortions being legal at that point? Yeah. That's not very many people. And what Democrats are going to have to try to do is basically promote abortions on demand. That's going to be a tough sell. By the way, did you? I forget who put this together. And it's not that I don't want to give them credit. I would. I can't remember who it was, but somebody put a lot of the liberal freak out to Roe v. Wade to like mm-hmm. piano music. Oh, like starting when it it, it first broke. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Martha Raddatz. 
Oh. On ABC, you know. But just after 10 a.m. on Friday, a legal earthquake. The court stripping women of that fundamental right. But let's not mince words. Women will die because of this ruling. <laughs> See, I know we're going to get a lot of eye rolls. It's just so typical. It's bringing out all you the lines. Just grab the hyperbole. Yeah. You want Go ahead and give the stats. Do you want me to go ahead and, or wait until you're done with the montage on the women will die thing? Go ahead, man. I know you okay. looked it up. So the women will die thing, Planned Parenthood has repeated over the years several times that 5,000 women a year died because of back alley abortions. Every mm -hmm. year, 5,000 women dying. Right. Uh, that is not true. That is based on a guesstimate from the 1930s. It's unbelievable. And the reality is, according to the CDC in 1972, the number of women who died from a back alley abortion was 39. Not quite 5,000. No. <laughs> and I heard, I, I, I got a message from somebody uh, yesterday who was saying, well, you're not taking into account that a lot of the stuff didn't go unreported. Okay, I'm sorry, but it's not more than 4,000 that no. got unreported. That, right. No, you're wrong. Just admit you're wrong. Admit you were lied to. I admit I was lied to, and I believed the lie for a long time. Oh, Dude, so did I. We've believed a lot of lies through the years. I never really even questioned it. I just went, oh, okay. I well, assumed. Well, the whole deal is you're always seeking out truth, aren't you? You should be. You just want to know what the truth no, is. No, the truth is fits your narrative. That's when the truth is the truth in your mind. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the real truth is. All right. Do you want me to get back to more freakouts later? Yes. Or you want a few more? I want a few more. Oh, I need okay. them. All right. We them. are still linked to the vestiges of slavery, and we see <laughs> that These in people. ways that are all around us in the United States <laughs> oh, with the rise of God. white supremacy, which is also tied to the efforts to dismantle Roe v. Wade. My biggest fear is not only will we not come together, but we're going to see a, a bait of, of, of political violence that we have not seen in, in over 100 years. Yeah. It's hard to imagine the Republican Party <laughs> surviving this. The, the conservative majority on the Supreme Court has completely transformed, for the worse, the lives of all American women. Women who have miscarriages oh boy. will now be investigated as criminals. That guy. That guy <laughs> should never be able to get near a microphone again the rest of his life. Is that That's Jason, a flat-out lie. Jason That's a flat-out freaking yeah. lie. That's a lie. What a jackass. That's this a, is, this that's is a what flat makes out you crazy. What he said. It just makes you crazy when you hear that kind of stuff. Well, it's not Everything true. is white supremacy. Everything is yeah. tied to racism. Everything is tied to slavery. Everything. Knock it off. Well, like, you just know, stop. In the state of Texas, what they're going to talk about is they're going to require Walgreens to report how often every woman is buying tampons. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if well, she stops buying yeah. tampons. Uh, and then suddenly resumes after three months. They're going to investigate her criminally. Yeah, don't log your cycles on your phone because they're coming to get it. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. Jeez, I mean, just take a breath. Golly. Okay. Think about what, what it's all about, too. It's all about their lack of ability. And actually, in some states, they could still do this, but it's the idea that somebody could stop them from killing unborn children through the entirety of a pregnancy. Yeah. Right. Well, if you're in Illinois, you got a governor that promotes it. Well, I mean, dude, when people say culture of death with that group of people, that's true. It's absolutely true. All right, we got to move on. I mean, there are a lot of important things happening in the world, like 
well. Uh, Capital riot, January 6th. Okay. All right, what's this story? Yeah, what Cal- is this? California Democrat Norma Torres has a, has a new conspiracy theory about the Capitol riot. You know, Donald Trump, he was planning for that riot for years. For years? Yes. Why wouldn't he just win the election? Yeah. More and more to me, it appears that this is something that was being planned from day one after his first election way back in uh, when he first won. So they were planning the re-election. They knew that they couldn't win because they have a candidate who was so grossly incompetent. Dude, if it wasn't for COVID, he would have waltzed in. Do you remember the polling? Yeah. In being the president of the United States, every time he opened his mouth, it was violence. Violence against immigrants, <laughs> violence against women, violence against LGBTQ community. Uh-huh. Anybody who would stand in uh-huh. his way and not agree with him, it, it was always turned on him. Go get some counseling. Yeah. Really? No. And, it, and every time the left held a mostly peaceful protest, there was literal violence. Absolutely. So... Yeah, that's the way that rolls. Um, okay, real quick. This do- doesn't have anything to do with the UFO story that's been out there where you have different people in the military say, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a piece on Tucker about it last night, too. Talking about, Man, they're seeing all this stuff. They don't know what it is. They can't identify it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people say it might be drones. Well, it, a drone doesn't move like something you've never seen before at this light speed. It kind of lumbers. But listen, I always take these stories. It's not that I totally poo-poo them, but I'm always looking for like, okay, here's the proof that this is something nuts. And it always seems to let you down. At least that's my estimation. David, you're giving me the evil eye. Well, I, I just think the truth is out there. And what do the but aliens it's... have on you? But it's not from the Pong game that we repeatedly see on TV with a little flashing green image. Maybe it's Pong aliens. Maybe it's Pong Tic Tacs. I don't know. (laughs) That move at this light speed that I see on the green screen anyway. Fresh breath, though. (laughs) Yes. These aliens do have fresh breath. Yes, they do. There was this strange pattern of lights over the sky. This was San Diego. People were, like, freaking out. What is it? All these strange patterns, moving lights, floating above the city. So social media, you know, flipping out what is going on because you've heard about the UFOs and everything else. Maybe it's it. Could be alien origins. We don't know. Finally, the U.S. Coast Guard said, uh, actually, these are uh, flares fired from a ship off the coast. Hmm. Okay. No need to worry about it. And I know down in Tijuana, you're seeing it too. Um, But just so you know, they were just flares, expired flares, and they were training with them, okay, and shooting them off because people were like, there's orange light, and then it's reddish. It's it's very bright. The floating lights, holy mackerel. So they explain what it is. People are like, no, those were not flares. It's something else. They're hiding it. So just the update on that. Wow. The U.S. Coast Guard said flares. That's Some what they people, want you to believe. See, there you go again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, fresh breath for everyone in San Diego. It was a tic-tac explosion over the sky. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. The U.S. military recruiting. 
some trouble. Really? Well, how, how could that be? We'll get to that story and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this in the Federalist. Um, U.S. military recruiting is in total free fall right now. Why would that be? We would make this the most diverse military ever. Yeah. You would call me by my real pronoun. <laughs> Thank you, Lloyd Austin. Celebrity voice impersonated. Yeah, well played there. Um, boy, what's the number? Yeah, the U.S. Army, largest service, has only reached 40% of its recruiting goal with just more than three months remaining in the fiscal year. The low all the way through. Yeah. Well, and they, they dropped a requirement for GED and high school diploma, too, to try to get the numbers up. But, I mean, that that's the the after effect of something like Afghanistan, something like yep. booting armed services or armed service members out of the military for not getting a vaccine that doesn't work is that yep. it's not about the people who leave now. It's about the people who never sign up. It's about the people who say, you know what, I'll go do something else for a while. Remember when people were talking about families of military people? It's like, well, it was my great-grandfather, then my grandfather, my dad. They all served. I'm going to serve. I feel called to do it. Yeah. A lot of those people at the time were saying, yeah, it's probably going to end here because of a number of different things. And it's all the wokeism. That <laughs> The Navy training video that made news last week about pronoun use is kind of the example that you could use to people to say this is where people have lost touch with reality because there's another story out there as far as americans views on gender it's not the way the leftists want it to be right now it's going in the opposite direction yeah. just in the last four to five years good that's like a breath of fresh air it really is but at the same time, people are going to go into the military, and you're looking at this Navy training video, if you remember this. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? The most important thing I can tell you is do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. I'm thinking about going into the Navy, God, my head hurts. and I'm going to have to sit through this? I have to play pretend part of the time and not say anything and just sort of go along with it? Are you friggin' kidding? That is so helpful. Um, so helpful. I want to know, what would I do if I want to know someone's gender identity or pronouns? The most important thing is do not pressure anybody into giving you their pronouns. So we capture somebody in war. Uh... If you don't mind me asking, uh, what are your pronouns? Mine are he and his? What? How does that help you win wars? How does that yeah. help you be mentally tough? The Chinese or a million of them are just marching in order right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why recruiting's down. This yeah. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. 
Thank you for being here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, not a good time to be President Biden. No, he's found a new low in the real clear politics average. So I, I like this a lot. I just like to explain why, because it's an average of pretty much every major poll out there. Uh, he is now at 38% approval Whoa. overall. 38. Oh, daddy. By he, the way, every time that comes up, I'm going to go with the old Robbins line because I know it's low. Yeah. But you're still saying 38% of Americans say, thumbs up. Good job, buddy. He is, well, he is a full four and a half points. Read that as well outside any margin of error. Four and a half points below where Donald Trump was in Donald Trump's second year in office. Holy mackerel. You having a good time, Joe? And, Think and, about all the negativity with all of legacy media. Russia collusion. Dude. I, I mean, they were busy convincing Americans that Donald Trump was a Russian spy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, how many times was it like, walls are closing in, this is the end of Donald Trump's presidency, blah, 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 blah. And for the most part, media has been giving Joe Biden a pass on a lot of this stuff. So this is where you can look at it and say, this isn't an issue with, with aesthetics, this isn't an issue with anything other than actual job performance. Well, the administration has just not done a great job of telling people all the great things they've done. Right. You know that. No one. No, no, no. The history books will note it. The history books will note it. His approval with Natana is really high. So awesome. you should know that. He's, that's He's one. The first, you know, the glass ceiling was broken. He's the first Natana to achieve the office of the presidency. That's pretty good. It's never happened before. Yeah. Did you see? Well, oh, I sent it to you guys yesterday, I think, uh, that for a while, Biden.com went to like the Alzheimer's research. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I laughed out loud yeah, last night. Right. Oh, it still does. If you go to, if you go to Biden.com, <laughs> it takes you to the Alzheimer's Association website <laughs> where you can make oh, a donation. Man. Holy mackerel man we need more mental health workers with a, with a weapon well uh, you know uh, i put forward a plan to uh um, you know you can and i have the u.s attorney yeah you know the thing it's whatever okay it's yeah, it, of course it is <laughs> golly okay so not doing well things not working out so well no and now and the media hasn't learned a thing oh no not at all over the last five years, you know from just watching TV coverage over the last 24 hours, falling for a story. I mean, my goodness. A former White House insider under oath and on the record with a devastating account of President Trump's words and actions on January 6th. Don't, Except it hasn't worked out so well. So, yeah, right. But the, but the thing is, they got what they wanted. So uh, as the story goes, right, you've got this. Uh, former aide to Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, Cassidy Hutchinson, saying that Trump assaulted a Secret Service agent, tried to grab the steering wheel of his armored SUV to force them to go to the Capitol to do an insurrection. Right? The, yes. This idea of Donald Trump sitting in the in the back seat going, take me to the Capitol, run! <laughs> and then, like, reaching over and then trying to strangle the the... <laughs> The Secret Service agent? Like, what? 
How do you keep your balance if you got one hand on the wheel and one on the neck? Well, he's going for the lunging. He's a super strong man, you know. I guess so. Yeah. Stretch Armstrong, he just stretches his legs over, (laughs) hits the gas and the brake, and... And yeah. his hands stretch out to the steering wheel. So, so it does change the radio station too. By the way, yeah, I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, so, the media have because they're idiots and they hate Donald Trump. They they took this thing hook, line, and sinker, and I still can't get over it. It makes me laugh until I realize the entire point was to get this headline out there. It doesn't matter that the Secret Service is like, no, that didn't happen. It doesn't matter that the entire narrative has collapsed within 24 hours of this woman testifying. It doesn't matter because they got the initial impression. You just heard that clip from the Today Show where they're opening it saying, bombshell revelation. Right. And then as an asterisk, as an aside, saying, well, we'll hear what the Secret Service has to say about that later, too, by the way. yeah, Right. When they deny it. But But yeah, you, you put together a whole montage. Yeah. This is the media coverage of the alleged choking. A president who wanted to personally oversee an all-out coup. A president unhinged, having this moment, this encounter with the Secret Service head. He tried to grab the limo steering wheel. He tried to grab the steering wheel. He reaches with his other hand for the guy's throat. The president lunging at his own Secret Service agent. He tried to strangle his Secret Service agent. Was any sort of crime committed? I think what the committee has done with today's hearing is they have taken it closer and closer to seditious conspiracy. We've made a case that he was responsible for uh, 9-11 he, uh, or, or January 6th. I love that slip. <laughs> Trump did 9-11, too, while he was at it. He, right. he did. He, he planned that a long time ago. Yeah, he did. It's, it's, it's playing the long game. Right? Yes, of that's course. What, that's what Donald Trump was doing. I, I mean, it's, it's so silly, the whole thing. And I, I am glad that most Americans really don't care about it. But it is frightening that you've got all of the media machine out there putting that into people's heads that Donald Trump tried to hijack the beast, the presidential SUV. Yeah, if you thought it was going to calm down as far as media goes with Trump being out of there, no way. It hasn't gotten any better. No. By the way, real quick, I just happened to see this too. Gallup, they put out the latest poll. And this was a massive amount of countries involved in this. The whole world is unhappier and more stressed out in the last year than the year before. Wow. You think about 2020 with COVID and how many people were scared. It got worse the following year. And all I think about is, think of all the policies. I mean, throughout the world and the media. I mean, it, it it does feel very coordinated when you hear talking points that are the same in all of these different countries. Yeah. When it was built back better. Yeah. All this BS all over the place. Um, but yeah, four in ten adults worldwide said they experienced a lot of worry or stress and slightly more than three in ten experienced a lot of physical pain. Jeez. Oh. People are miserable. You think about technology. We've never had it easier. As a species, people are miserable. Yeah. Well, I think especially in the Western world where the whole build back better thing was was being pumped up, I, I think there are a lot of people around the world who thought, okay, 
I'm going to do what people tell me to do right now because I'm afraid of COVID, because I think mm-hmm. maybe there's a real risk. And so th- we, you know, so many of us did what we were told to do. We thought, okay, the, but once this is over, we'll get back to normal. There is no going back to normal, according no. to a lot of these world leaders and, and all of these folks who show up at places like the World Economic Forum and whatnot. You've got guys like Macron. You've got guys like mm-hmm. Trudeau. You've got guys like Biden who are dead set on not picking up where anybody left off. And that has people really worried because this brave new world of ours sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Especially if you are a, how should I say it, worldly person or that sort of worldview where it's dependent on world leaders. Not everybody operates that way. I mean, if there's anything positive out of it, it was, what, seven out of ten people worldwide said they felt pretty well rested. Um, 70% said experienced a lot of enjoyment. That's good. Yeah. Smiled or laughed a lot. Um, nine out of ten people, you would never guess this. Again, this is Cal. This is worldwide. Nine out of ten people felt treated with respect. Wow. And, you know, when I see that, I have to take a step back and realize, and I'll just talk about the three of us, there are times we have a warped worldview because we're paying attention to so much news every day. Yeah. And part of that gig is paying attention to the legacy outlets and the MSNBCs where it's constant freaking misery. That's all it is, man. There's no God, joy. you're right. Man. But to know that a lot of people feel like, no, it's it's going okay. There's a lot of things haywire. No doubt about that. But as far as my own personal life, there's a lot of good things going on. So, you know, I think that gives people a lot of hope, you wanna, which is good. You, you don't want to lose hope. Can I, can I leave you with a laugh here? Please do. Uh there is a it's a it's a comedy Twitter account called News That Matters, mm-hmm. reacting to the uh, uh, the bombshell testimony from January sixth. Okay. It says breaking news: six more women have come forward with allegations that Trump tried to grab their steering wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's Donald Trump in two thousand five. I'm automatically attracted to beautiful limos. I just start driving them. It's like a magnet. Just turn. I don't even wait. When you're a star, they let you do it. You can grab anything. Grab them by the steering wheel. You can do anything. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. Um, let's see. What else is out there? Okay. So if you didn't get vaccinated, you're the reason inflation is being dealt with now. Yeah, I think we're we're going to need a little bit more time what? to flesh that out. Yeah. What? Yes. If you wait didn't till, get vaccinated, you're responsible for the inflation. Wait problem. till you hear who said oh it. Oh, my God. Yes, we will get to that and much more. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Who caused inflation? Uh, if you didn't get vaccinated, that you're you're part of the problem, according to the uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, who has a real talent for getting economics wrong. It's not a great talent when his whole job is to help run the economy in America, but, you know, it's a talent, you could say. Uh, so he's doing this talk, um, and he was asked about what they got wrong on inflation, and here's part of his answer. 
Okay. What did we get wrong? And that really was looking at these supply side issues and believing that they would be resolved relatively quickly. And that by that I mean there was going to be there were going to be vaccinations. Everyone would get vaccinated, so the millions of people oh who dropped gosh. out of the labor force would come right back in. So wages wouldn't be under such pressure. That didn't happen for a range of reasons. It didn't happen. In addition, the the bottlenecks and the shortages haven't been alleviated yet. And then on the back of that comes the new shock in the form of the Just war. Time out for a second. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think maybe it was the rules that people made about vaccinations? Did you ever think of that? Yeah. <laughs> Did I mention earlier that French peer-reviewed study about the vaccines and myocarditis with young people? Oh, by the way, uh, part of your ilk are still saying now, yeah, get your uh, four-year-old vaccinated. All right, go ahead, Jerome. Let's see what else you could fail at. Um, but so we, but it wasn't. It was wasn't something wrong with our models because it wasn't in the models at all. God, it wasn't us. Can't blame no. the models if you never plug in the relevant data. Okay, <laughs> see the models worked fine. We just didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, no. If, it, the, if the tank is empty, yes. Right. The guy. The the thing is though is he points to the idea of vaccinations <laughs> and people would go back to work and all of that. Well. There was some evidence that, yeah, people would get vaccinated and they'd feel more comfortable going and doing things, not going back to work. And there were a whole lot of people who didn't get vaccinated who couldn't care less. One way or the other, whether or not people got vaccinated, they went back to work. I mean, do you you not understand that the combination of a couple of years and it did start at the end of Trump's first term was, you know, the idea of incentivizing people to stay home? Did you never stop and think that maybe another round of stimulus checks under Joe Biden wasn't the right thing to do? They didn't plan for it. I mean, there were economists saying if you want to tackle this thing, inflation, before it gets way out of hand, based on your own best practices, when inflation hits 2%, that's when you start looking at raising rates. Right. And they didn't do it. They could have done it in the fall. They didn't. I know. It was supposed to be when it got over 2%. Yep. And it goes to three, and then it goes to four. It just, ah, it's temporary. Yeah. Transitory. Sorry, that's the more sophisticated right. word, yes. transitory. Yeah. Yes. And not to mention, yeah, the people didn't get vaccinated. Before there was a vaccine, there were some people that didn't have the choice. You work at a grocery store? Go to work. Work at the liquor store? Go to work. work. Yeah. yeah. There's no vaccine. Just wear a mask. And that was fine. But then we decided, oh, in some jobs, you got to be vaccinated. Up yours. That really does. It's like a flame that high. It burns me, man. Mm -hmm. That guy, Captain Failure, along with the rest of the administration. All right, let's move on. Joy Reid, we have a clip today. Oh, no. Freaking great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Uh, Joy Reid, one of the most soulless and angry people in media, claims that women are now the property of the government because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Oh, gosh. Oh, well, at least it's a different card. Usually it's a race card. Now yeah, it's right. the woman card. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Voters on the right never give up. They don't get tired. Decade after decade, they lost and lost and lost until they won. And they, in the process, Anthea, took over state houses, state senates, and governorships so that they are positioned to now take ownership of the, about half the women in this country. About 48% of the women now live in red states. Oh so you're talking about the fact that those state legislatures, at least according to the Supreme Court, the women in those states are their property, and they can do whatever they want. Well, isn't that when you said the other day, Robbins? Yeah, make me a sandwich. Well, I, I was just like to say, yeah. since we live in Handmaid's Tale now, why is right. Joy Reid speaking without a man's... Exp- 
express permission. Who let her out of the house even? Doesn't she have some ironing so to do ridiculous. or something? This this is the part, right? This is why you can't take these people seriously. No, you can't. You can't. No. I mean, and again, it's assuming that everybody, every woman in a red state thinks exactly the way you do. Yeah, that's They always throw it. that percentage out there. 48% of the, you know, like they automatically in lockstep are like bots of Joy Reid. Shut up. But that's what happens. Get out, of, get out of the house occasionally. Get out of your bubble occasionally. You are in that bubble. Golly. You tend to just roll along with it. Wait a second. We're at the end of June now. She was supposed to get fired in February, I thought. That's what I thought. What happened? The ratings haven't improved. Yeah. Or is it just one of those things, oh, my gosh, untouchable? Because the mob's coming for us if we fire her. Oh, yeah. Because it won't be because of the dismal ratings. It'll be someone's racist and sexist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she's the one that's homophobic, at least from her old tweets. Anyway. Yeah, she had a problem with that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David? Oh, uh, well, I mean, now we've got 53 dead migrants in South Texas and San Antonio. And the White House is still really not interested in talking about any of it. It's it is really remarkable considering that they ran to the closest camera and microphone when there was an allegation that border patrol agents were whipping migrants. Not only that, but you have a tragedy with that many people that die. Usually they're out there blaming someone. They just don't there's no one to blame. Oh, yeah. We're going to hold the people accountable. These these smugglers. Will you allow the smuggling to happen? All right, Robbins, you got your top three stories today? Yeah, sure do. All right, the Scott Robbins trifecta and a news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, Millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Got the trifecta from Scott. Top three stories of the day coming up in a few um, different outlets reporting, including the Wall Street Journal. United States is ramping up their military presence in Europe to counter Russia. New troops and weapons, part of NATO's response to the war in Ukraine, including the first permanent U.S. troops to Poland. They're going to launch a war, aren't they, to try to stay in power? What do you mean? The U.S. The Biden That we're going to do that? Yeah. Um, Well, Pentagon had reported that the only way Ukraine wins is if we're a part of it. Yeah, I don't care that much about Ukraine. They were talking about weapons. Mm -hmm. Because I know this will come as no surprise to anybody. We're on the hook for a whole lot more than Europe when it comes to supporting Ukraine. Yeah. And it's more money all the time. Holy cow. So as the story goes. We got money, though. It's not that we don't have it. We have it. (laughs) The coffers are full, sir. I mean, geez, what do you want us to do? We're making the biggest military expansion in Europe since the Cold War. That's true. Okay. So whether we like it or not, that is going forward. And you think about everything that's happened since the start of this thing. I mean, don't you feel a little bit duped as far as we are going to crush Russia's economy? And then where's the ruble at now, David? It's, it's it's doing better than it has in quite some time. The oil because they're still selling the oil to China and India. Yeah, and through India to us, by the way. Yes, 
we are still buying Russian oil. I mean. Well, and I also heard a report earlier today talking about as far as Ukraine's military, like their trained military, they're honestly running low because of death and injuries. Yeah. And you have plane loads of new equipment coming in from us more than anybody. Yep. But you have these people that don't know how to run it. And so there is a learning scale that has to happen. And that, of course, takes time. So Russia knows this already. And Russia is really putting the pressure on now. You've probably seen in the last week or so following it uh, with Russia attacking the mall and in other areas. So what's going to happen if Ukraine doesn't ramp up fast? They're in serious trouble. Yeah. And so the administration and the Pentagon's talking about, well, in the end, Ukraine's going to have to give up some territory. Shh. But that's going to have to happen if we're going to have any sort of peace. But that's going to be tough to convince the Ukrainian people of that because it sort of seems like it's been an all or nothing sort of yeah. venture. No else nope. to call it. And in that case, it's on Ukraine. It's their country. If they if they want to keep fighting, if they don't want to give up land, you know, God bless them. Good luck. It's up to you. We can't so, be on the. We cannot be on the hook for this indefinitely. So then, the counter to that, of course, is well, David. If that happens, then you know what Russia is going to do. It's going to be a big win for Russia, and we've sunk all these resources into helping Ukraine for nothing. And then next, it's the Baltics. Well, that's that's called let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Then, well, there are a lot of people that feel that way. After coming I get off where that you're resounding from. victory in Afghanistan, right? Well, and at, and at the end of the day, economically, dumping money into that, Ru- Russia's economy is is doing a little better now. There are some who would say there's a bit of a smokescreen because of the value of the ruble that mm-hmm. that it's not really as 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 good overall as it looks but you know they were supposed to be in ruins and they're not in ruins that's where i really feel like so we've all been misled yeah like that yeah absolutely so then where does it go you just chalk it up to another failure and again man when you have people that are running for office and they say get out of these endless wars and people applaud and then all of a sudden, you see footage on legacy media or anywhere, and you do. Your heart goes out to these people in Ukraine. What was it on the Today Show? It was a mom and her daughter got taken, and now she's in Russia, but they're bringing her back. And I mean, it's freaking sad. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But you're talking about major decisions for a country. And again, media is playing their emotional manipulation games like they always do to get enough people to say, well, we got to do something. Because most people, their hearts are in the right place. There's no easy answers, man. Well, just keep in mind that it looks like a lot of that hardware that we send over there is going to wind up in Russian hands. Yes. So bear that in mind as well. And the industrial military complex makes more money. It's crazy how that always does well. Hmm. Okay, are you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's roll it, baby. All right, let's roll this thing. Are you ready? One, two, three. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. It's a different sort of top three stories of the day. It belongs to Scott Robbins. Yeah, buddy. Always helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, Casey. Casey Kasem from his top 40 days and beyond. I'm ready. Okay, buddy. Always ready. Three. Good. Uh, Number three, one of your favorite so-called Republicans, uh, Adam Kinzinger. Hmm. Weepy little baby accuses uh, Representative Lauren Boebert of being like the Taliban, you say? That's right. That's right. You know, after the hearing collapsed yesterday, 12 hours after it ended, by the way, uh, with the emergency witness, Kinzinger now needed something else to focus on. In all his substantial wisdom, he decided it was Representative Boebert. Fresh off a big big primary win. And uh, he said uh, that uh, she is... Just like the same, there's no difference between the Taliban and her. We must oppose the Christian Taliban. I say this as a Christian. Because she had said something like, I'm tired of this whole separation of church and church state. Church and state thing. thing. It yeah. was nowhere in the Constitution and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kinzinger, by the way, the American Christian Taliban. I mean, that's disgusting. And it's also dishonest. But Adam knows that. I mean, he's gunning for MSNBC. He's gunning for life after he gets his butt out of the office. Yeah, I would say it at least seems to me if you have a reason to bring Kinzinger onto the three, you're going to do it. You don't like this guy. I hate the guy. Uh, Yeah, it's hard to like. And he knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's outlandish. He's idiotic. He's grabbing the headlines, saying dumb stuff, because he's he's parlaying this into his next gig. So first will come the book. You know the book's coming out. Yeah. You know how much how much courage it took for Adam to stand up, and he'll go on the book tour and he'll gain a little fame that way and a little traction, maybe even sell a few books. And after that, it's like time to find a real job, and that'll end up somehow in the media world. CNN, probably. My guess, MSNBC or CNN. Yes. Well, maybe he could be like the White Van Jones. That things get <laughs> yeah. to him, he starts weeping. That's you guys won. You guys help. Democracies. Are not defined by our bad days. <laughs> you know, Adam, we'd love to give you a show, but I'm concerned about the weeping. No, sir, I can weep on cue. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to number one. The Scott Robbins drive fecked up to number two. Dude, have I told you how much I really don't like that guy? Have I said that before? Two. Okay. Number two, you. George Washington University tells kids at the schools to calm down about Clarence Thomas. Yeah, George Washington University has rejected demands. From the students that they fire Clarence Thomas over his opinion on the Dobbs decision, which, of course, overturned Rule v. Wade. The university released a statement about these student demands on Tuesday. Since the recent U.S. Supreme Court ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade, we have heard from members of our community who have expressed feelings of deep disagreement with this decision. So what? The statement on to address demands from the students that Thomas be terminated as an adjunct professor. Justice Thomas has been a consistent critic of the court's legal philosophy on substantive due process for many years, the demand said, because we steadfastly support the robust exchange of ideas and deliberation, and because debate is an essential part of the university's academic and educational mission to train future leaders, we, the university, tell you to go pound sand. They did. Yes. Wow. Well, they didn't say We're not pound sand. No, I made that part. Okay. Up. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, David. <laughs> they didn't really say pound sand. That was me editorializing. Yeah. Yes, one of yes. your favorites, pound sand. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's refreshing almost. That's yeah. the Not way it the proper happen. role of the university to shield individuals within or outside the university from ideas and opinions they found unwelcome, disagreeable, or even deeply offensive. That's life, man. You don't get your way. You don't get to pitch a bitch fit and just get your way. It doesn't work that I'm, way. I'm sorry, but a lot of these kids are upper middle class, you know, wealthy white kids who really don't like it when a black person steps out of line. See, you can turn it around. I, I like that. See, I do. It's I true, like though. Dude, I know. These, it, there, woke, there's a lot of racism being thrown around about Clarence Thomas right now. Woke white professor or woke white uh, uh, students are are some of the most racist people out there. I agree. And I totally agree with you. Part of it's because they've never interacted with a black person who doesn't work for their parents. <laughs> Another good call. <laughs> Van Campus had a Hall of Fame day today. That's just Jesus. one of the many. I'm telling you. I agree with you 100%. I'm so tired of people just pitching a fit and setting their hair on fire. And somehow, a lot of these bend-at-the-knee companies that just bow to it. Universities do all Universities the do. Well, employers do. A lot of people do. And it's just... And I'm glad that somebody finally stood up to him and went, you know what? I don't care. You get your feelings hurt, too bad. Well, the world's a big world out there. A lot of opinions. Always interesting to me with the universities. Because in some ways, you say, no, we're not going to do that. What are you going to do? Right. Well, these students could wise up and say, you know what? I am spending thousands of dollars for this useless education. <laughs> right. That's why a lot of times they do kowtow to them. But I'm glad this time they did not. Now, on with the countdown. And I was surprised they didn't, too, by the way. This, yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three stories of the day. And finally, yes. one. Uh, number one, the pop star Halsey. Uh, she did a pro-abortion speech at a concert, and fans left. Some fans she was left. in She was in Phoenix Sunday night, and apparently uh, some of the attendees left the, uh, the L.A. Times reporting the story. At least one of the singer's like-minded fans was not happy with the audience departure. They left when she started ranting about the uh, Roe v. Wade overturn Okay, from the stage. And uh, one of her fans said, it is sickening to see this happen. Hold thought, on a second. I yeah. want to understand this. Yeah. So you're saying she's doing this speech during the show. Yeah. And you're talking about one person? You're talking no, about no, multiple several, people. No, no, several, multiple people left. Are leaving the show. Yes. Like, I don't need this. I don't want to hear this. I didn't pay for this. This right. is not what I paid for. Got it. What is so hard to understand about that? So then who was saying this is disgusting? One of the fans of Halsey. Who, who cares what you say? Who posted, and uh, the amount of people who just walked out of the Halsey concert, she spoke about abortion, and they left. Okay, Her, you can do that. That's right. I paid the tickets to see the show. This isn't what I paid for. I didn't pay to see you right. rant on about politics. When are these dopes going to get that? Did Halsey say anything about it? Yeah, she said, too bad. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Oh. Like, don't come to any of my yeah, shows again. right. Okay, no okay. problem. Well, I, that show that all three of us were going to of hers, <laughs> let's cancel it. When was that, by the way? I don't know. David got tickets. I don't know. <laughs> That well, isn't, fake isn't, isn't Halsey part of the... Uh, I don't think you're, you're supposed to use the pronouns she and her now. No. Right? Because isn't, isn't she not. part of the uh, LGBT freak show thing now? Yes. Like, she's part of the freak show category that just made so. something up. Like, she's yeah. non-binary or whatever. Yeah. She has an affection for turtles. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This may seem to be a strange request. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
and that's it. That's your trifecta. And there you have Got it. it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta every day uh, at this time. Gosh, oh. we had so much stuff we covered today. I didn't want to repeat it, but man, we had a lot of stuff today, and that was just part of it. So yeah, man, always good sorry, stuff. Sorry, uh, the pronouns are she, they, she, they. It doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Okay, oh, I don't understand pronouns. I guess I don't. News update to get to. <laughs> And Nimrod's in the news, of course. Has to do with Wendy's Chicken Nuggets. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And another news update, David Van Camp. Yeah, authorities have given a little bit more information about that tragedy in San Antonio. Where now they're saying 53 migrants died after being trapped in, well, a a semi-tractor trailer. In sweltering heat, they cooked to death, 53 dead. Uh, the person accused of driving the big rig was Homero Zamorano. He's 45 years old. Um, and he went through a customs checkpoint, drove up, and then still waiting to hear all of the details about why he tried to abandon the people on the side of the road like that. But apparently he posed as one of the victims. Oh, wow. So he he abandons the truck, and then when the cops show up, he winds up going to the hospital saying, yeah, I was trapped back there, saying he was one of the migrants. And then they figured it out. And then they said, well, wait a minute. We see you in this picture as you're crossing the border. So, no, you were not one of the victims. Wow. Just horrifying story. Yeah. Stating the obvious. All right. You ready for Nimrods? Lighten it up. We're talk- yeah. We're talking with criminals, but not at that level, for crying out loud. Yeah. Oh, my first Nimrod you won't believe. Just roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, this is in New York City. Michelle McKelly. Uh, she's been released without bail. She was arrested for shoplifting. Hey, times are tough, right? Yeah. Maybe it was something she needed. Again, released without bail. Did I mention this is the 100th time she's been arrested for shoplifting? Wow. Is there a bobblehead night now? Wow. Triple digits. Unbelievable. Okay. Judge, let her go. Again, in spite of the fact she's been arrested 100 times on this same charge. You see the pain in her eyes, though. And failed to appear in court for 27 of the charges. Oh, my gosh. Yep, let her go. She's got the fast pass at the courthouse. (laughs) And then we go to Florida. guy named John Taylor, 34, arrested after robbing a man at gunpoint. Why? Well, he approaches this customer at a Wendy's, says, Hey, can you buy me some chicken nuggets? I said, no, thanks. No, I'm not going to buy you chicken nuggets. So guy comes back out. John points a gun, says, I want chicken nuggets. He was arrested. (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the news.